Hey guys, welcome back. We are back. It's been a while, I think. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a, a few weeks. Um, Four of them. I think what? Four of them. I th- yeah, Four? three weeks since an episode's gone up, but four since we've recorded. Yeah. Ooh, man. Feels good to be back, though. I'm out of my summer class, and I'm ready. Oh, yeah. How did that go, by the way? Oh, it went great. Uh, I think I ended up with an A. That's awesome. So, no money wasted. Uh, I also learned a lot, actually. I was very, I'm very impressed with the class. Well, that's good. Ooh. Yeah, it is. It's pretty good. I'll tell you what, though, I am <laughs> so tired. I had to go back to working full time. Ouch. Afterwards, which I, I kind of already worked full time. I was working like thirty-five hours a week while I was in summer school, compared to forty hours a week. But I mean, those extra five hours or five more hours of my life down the drain. Jeez, let's not get nihilistic right away, especially when yesterday was a very important holiday. Was it an important yes, holiday? Yes, yesterday was June 26th. And that means... It, what exactly? Well, it it's the day of 626, which means that we all have to celebrate Stitch. You celebrated Stitch yesterday, right? Uh, like Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, or like Stitching? Stitch from Lilo and Stitch, the only Stitch that ever matters. The, the one that's tied to the number 626. Hmm. You know, I can't say that I did, Joel. I'm disappointed in you. Well, I'm I'm you know what? I'm not sorry. I didn't even know it was it was a holiday before this episode. Well, so It should be a holiday. How, how about that? If it's not officially a holiday, it needs to be. I don't think it is an official holiday. Disney, you you can petition the government, get them on this. We'll get it on the calendar. I mean, I mean, Domino's is out there repairing potholes. Why can't Disney <laughs> create a new national holiday? They can, and they should. I, I don't. I just don't. I just don't know how that'd go over. It. It just would. Whatever you say, Joel. I'm. I'm sure they would find some way to do it. Yeah, and I mean, the only thing that you're required to do is make a stitch impression and watch a movie that's the only two requirements for celebrating this holiday what if i made a cross stitch of lilo and stitch while impersonating stitch while also wearing a stitch sweater and watching the lilo and stitch movie that would be impressive that's a lot that would be the ultimate dedication to national stitch day all right so what does it matter what movie they watch? Like, can they watch... No, there's like three different... Lilo and there's Stitch? There's like three different Lilo and Stitch movies, yeah, right? They could watch any one of them. Okay, so you your choices are Lilo and Stitch, Stitch the movie, and I don't, I don't know what the third Lilo and Stitch was. There's also... You could also probably watch like... Lilo and Stitch the series? Quite a few episodes. Yeah, Lilo and Stitch the series. You could watch some of that. Oh, yeah, and then there were... There was Lilo and Stitch, Stitch the movie, Lilo and Stitch 2, Stitch has a glitch, and then Leroy and Stitch. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of Lilo and Stitch content. I didn't even I didn't even think about that. And it's important that we celebrate it. We have a special day for it on the calendar that named itself. 
I get, I mean, did, did it name itself though? I mean, it's the 26th day of the sixth month and that comes out to 626 on my calendar at least. And Stitch's experiment number was 626. I just, I just don't think your logic is right in the phrase, it named itself. Okay, let me put it this way. If Disney wasn't planning for this when they named him that, they were planning it wrong. I, well, yeah, I, I hate to break it to you, Joel, then I guess I think Disney was planning it wrong. Disney, come on. Come on, man. You can do better than this. I'm sure they can. Hey, Austin, you remember how you were just bashing my cool idea? Uh, yeah, I remember how I was just bashing your idea. The cool idea? The idea. Well, you better start thinking it's cool because you got a debate for it. Should 626 be a national holiday? <laughs> I guess I say yes. That's right. Uh, that's, that's what the cards have dictated. The cards hate me today. The cards are great. The cards love the irony. They they want to see me taken down. Do they? I, I think they do. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, go ahead then and take yourself down. All right. 626 should be the greatest national holiday because, let's be real, Lilo and Stitch is probably one of the greatest animated features of our lifetime. It's It's got a fun, lovable character, Experiment 626, a.k.a. Stitch. You know, he's a, he's a wacky little dude, and everybody loves him. And also, there's not a national holiday in June that I can think of, so uh, that, just, that just dictates right there. We, we need a new one, and 626 is going to be the one to fill that void. Well, Austin, here's what I have to say about that. I got... I got some uh, some questions for you. First off, if you really do think 626 should be a national holiday, why were you so vehemently against it earlier this very episode? I feel like that's a little hypocritical of you. So you know what? I think anything you say on this topic is invalid, even if that means that I am wrong about it be being a national holiday or should be. I've changed my position because you've changed yours. Joel, I mean, if you can change your position, then I, I can change my position. I think I think it'd be a great holiday. I mean, nobody says it wouldn't. There's a lot of people out there that like Lilo and Stitch, Stitch specifically. People would enjoy a day off from work in June. I just, I, I think people would appreciate it and... There's, you know, so many good times that we've had with Stitch while watching the movie. It'd be, it'd be great. All right. Well, I have a question. What would you even do for a Lilo and Stitch themed holiday? Would everyone have to start spitting acid? That seems dangerous. I don't think we should do that. We don't want a bunch of acid spitting going on because that's something that Stitch does. I don't think we should celebrate that fact. We probably shouldn't celebrate the fact that he is an evil genius who can destroy literally anything. That's probably not something we should celebrate. What do you want us to do? Blow things up? We've already got a holiday for that next month. 
Lilo and Stitch would serve absolutely no purpose as a national holiday except maybe to celebrate a one movie or a set of movies. Not good enough. You know, we're not supposed to we're not supposed to blow things up, Joel. You know, we're um you know what I would do to celebrate 626? That's right. I'd give everybody two extra arms. And that that's that's something I would stand by. I would find a way to surgically input two extra arms onto every single person in America. That way we can all celebrate 626 the way it was meant to be. Gr- grilling up some food while also destroying cars. All right. Well, first off, you said we didn't need to blow things up. Because, again, we've already got a holiday for that next month on the 4th of July. And also, the six arms thing seems like an awfully cruel and unusual punishment surgery to inflict upon someone just to celebrate one day. Especially if you got to take them off the next day to go back into the regular work world. Or what are you, what are you saying now? That, like, 626 is the day that people get extra limbs for life? That's not cool either. I don't want six limbs. I have no purpose for six limbs. I do just fine with my own two hands. Yeah, I don't I don't like that. I don't like that not only you want to do that, but you want to destroy cars with your extra two hands. All right, once we finish this up, I'm actually going to move Nim into a different room. Okay. Yeah, I know you heard that. All right. Well, Joel, that was uh, that was some interesting debates. Uh, I just, I just love Stitch so much. It actually hurt me to talk bad things about June twenty sixth. I okay, but it's a pain I went through for you, audience. <laughs> and I went through having to indulge Joel in this stupid holiday. <laughs> <laughs> also, you said you said having six limbs would be dumb. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, I didn't say I'd give people four extra arms. And I was like, well, I guess feet or legs count as limbs, so. Yes, they do. Unless I did say, did Stitch have, I thought Stitch had four arms, not six. He started out with six arms. And then he got rid of two to become a dog. Oh, yeah, because his feet are technically, technically have hands on them, don't they? Or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway, what's your fallacy? My fallacy is argument from silence. Declare that your claim is right based on lack of evidence against it rather than based on the evidence in its favor. (laughs) And boy, is there a lack of evidence against this. Well, I had the loaded question fallacy. Ask a question phrase to make your opponent look bad for answering in a way that does or doesn't support their claim. Interesting. Our opening conversation gave me all the fodder I needed to base my argument on. It sure did. I, I can't believe that that just had to be the first one. So, Joel, after that first argument went so well, are you are you ready for this one? I don't know. What is this one? We got loss. Is it a classic meme or is it a rude usage of the comic? Um. Well, personally, I think it has some pretty u- rude usage. I mean, I can see where you're coming from there, but it's also a classic. And uh, let me tell you all the reasons it's a classic. Are you ready for me? Uh, give me one second. Oh, I closed my timer out. Rip. Okay, I'm ready. So, loss. It's the classic one. It's 
the the meme as old as the internet. It's a, any four panel comic that you don't understand. All you got to do is look for one line, two line, two line again, and then one line standing up and one line laying down. And that'll probably be the answer to your confusion. Does it make sense? No. Is it a little bit rude and insensitive to the original material? Definitely. Is it worth it? Probably. I mean, we've gotten so much material out of it. You know what I mean? I think the usage of the loss comic is downright disrespectful. It was an artist trying to purvey, or portray his sadness for his wife's miscarriage. And people saw that and took a big dump all over it. That has circulated around the internet, like you said, for the longest time. And people are just so rude. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, like, why, why do you, why do you think, why do you think that it, it's such a good meme, huh? Who, who are you to decide whether, whether it's one or the other? I mean, most people can agree. It's very rude. I just, I just don't understand. All right. Well, how about this? If it's such a bad meme, how come it was the first one ever made and it's the only one that is still alive after the change in format? I mean, even Rickroll, which is basically the exact same concept at this point, you don't get Rickrolled anymore. Not unless you buy Yahoo. And even that's old because Yahoo is old and dying and, well, you know how Yahoo is. You're not being, it, it's not a matter of is it rude or not. It's a matter of, it's a classic. And you gotta respect the classics, especially when they endure as long as that one has. This isn't part of my argument. I honestly thought you were about to say it wasn't a matter of if it was rude or not. It was a matter of if it was lost. Joel, I, I think it is a matter of if it's rude or not. I mean, it's pretty rude. <sighs> like, there are people, like laughing and wheezing over this meme air quotes a meme when it is a, a tragic event uh, i mean how how would you feel if you posted online and you were like hey guys my uh my wife just had a miscarriage i'm pretty sad about it and one person's like oh i'm sorry for your loss and then 90 million other people are like <laughs> Dude, that's fucking hilarious. It's rude and downright disrespectful. I'm sure you, you would feel upset about that. Wait, you're concerned about people's feelings being hurt on the internet? Is it your first day here? Come on, man. This is... This sort of stuff just happens. You gotta roll with it. And sometimes, yes, that means allowing a miscarriage to become a 10-year-old joke. And... That's just how life is. It be like that sometimes. Things you gotta accept to live on the internet, which I do. It's not my first day here, okay? I've been on the internet for a long time. I've seen a lot of memes, but loss is the most prevalent meme out there. It is the most relevant to this day. I will, I will agree with you that it is a classic, 
but I will disagree with you that it isn't rude usage. I fully believe that it is rude. Uh, like, especially the ones that edit the original comic and ones that aren't just lines. But it's, it's sad. It's thought-provoking and it's upsetting. Think about that the next time you laugh at a lost meme. All right. <laughs> so powerful there at the end, honestly. In all honesty, <laughs> uh, legitimately, this was hard for me because loss is my least favorite it's, meme. I'm not going to lie. It is a, like a golden tier meme. Like, if, like you can find it in just about anything and you can place it anywhere. Like there was a picture of the new Smash Brothers trailer and it like it was in the like it was a screen cap from the trailer and it literally somebody was like this contains loss and it did it was ridiculous like if you know what you're looking for you can find it one time i saw loss in a picture of someone falling down i was mad at myself after that for so long yeah. it's especially weird if like you get a bunch of people that like every time they see a four panel comic or a four panel meme they're like, the the people that legitimately don't understand are like, is this loss? And the people that do understand, they're like, is this loss? Because <laughs> they get the joke of like, a lot of people just laugh and ask that at every four panel meme. But a lot of people l really don't know what's going on. Either way, least favorite one out there. I'm so mad whenever I'm able See, to identify it. You're mad, but also you get it. Like, you know. Of it's course like, I get it. It's like, I'm mad that I'm, I under... Yeah, I'm just you're mad, mad that, that I get it, it. Which is what makes it so great. It's like a pun. You're <laughs> mad every time you hear a pun. But you know deep down inside of you, you're like, that was a pretty good joke. Anyway, I had the fallacy of many questions. Ask a question that assumes information that is either false or unconfirmed is true. So... Pretty sure loss was not the first me. Yeah, but. it definitely wasn't. Mine was burden of proof. Say that it isn't your job to find proof to support your claim, but your opponent's job to find proof against it. And um, I did that when I was... Shit, I already lost my, my thing. You're, I, you're I had what? an example of it, but I, I totally forgot. Well, hopefully the listener yeah, didn't hopefully, forget. Hopefully they, they remember... I was just too angry about loss and how it's considered a meme. Well, Joel, seems like we're at an impasse yet again. What do you mean? This time, it's about video games, specifically the new Smash Brothers. Oh, so the best video game. Yes, but I've got a question for you. Do you think Waluigi should be in the new Smash game? I think we've asked the developers for too much already and we should just take what they've given us how dare you waluigi is stated as only being in party games and nintendo says he should be in party games or nintendo says smash is a party game so i say yes he deserves to be in smash if you say so all right well it looks like it's time to debate this get it settled I'll do it then once and for all all right are, are you ready for the knowledge I'm about to lay down? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Here I go. Like I said, Waluigi should be in Smash. 100%. You got the Mario Brothers. You've got Peach and Daisy 
I mean, you've got all the iconic duos, but then you have Wario, and he's just there. Where is his partner in crime? Where is Waluigi at? I ask you this, Nintendo. What the fuck? Waluigi deserves to be in Smash. I want to wow my enemies directly off the side of Final Destination. This is, this is an outrage, and I guarantee you 90% of the internet is with me. Waluigi deserves to be in Smash because he is a good character. Even if 99% of people do want Waluigi and Smash, someone's got to represent those one percenters. May as well be me. So, here's the thing. Waluigi, he's nobody. He is a reflection of a reflection. That's literally nothing. He was made specifically to play tennis with Wario. Nothing else. Daisy was made to be an alternative love interest for Mario. She has a purpose, even if she's only ever appeared in spinoffs since her origination. Rosalind is the central part of Mario Galaxy, so even though she was only in one game before entering Smash, there was a good reason for her to be there. She was central to the plot of something, at least. I get what you're saying, but also, even if Waluigi was just created to be Wario's partner, there is a very good thing in Smash about having partners. There are plenty of iconic duos in the Smash franchise, and they're missing one very important duo. It's th you got the Mario Brothers, and Mario's got his 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 anti-Mario in there, the Wario. And I know Luigi was pushed to the side for a long time, but for Waluigi, it's gone on long enough. He deserves to be in the spotlight. Even if he is just one character in a game with, I think they said, like, 60 playable characters. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. Who cares about all that stuff? We don't need someone who is the shadow of a character's shadow. That's all that Waluigi is. He's, again, he's nothing. He shouldn't exist in the first place. Like, you thought the nobodies in Kingdom Hearts 2 weren't meant to exist? You haven't met Waluigi yet. Waluigi is the one who shouldn't exist. It was a mistake to make him play tennis with Wario. He fights dirty. You've seen him play. He, he's not a good sport. He should not be allowed to smash with the best of them. He wouldn't be a good sport about it. Waluigi may not be a good sport when he wins. And I guarantee you, neither is Wario. They're villains. I'm sure Bowser would step on Mario's head if if he got the chance to in the winning title screen. I'm sure Ganondorf would be holding up Link in a defeated position if he was able to. I mean, it's in their nature. They're, they're, they're evil. That's, that's their whole thing. And I'm telling you, Wario needs his partner. Everybody in Smash needs their partner. The Ice Climbers have their partners. Come on, man. Where's the love? When when is Waluigi gonna get his time? I just I can't believe this. Waluigi deserves to be in the new Smash. All right. Well, there's something else you seem to have been forgetting about Nintendo villains. They don't have partners. Ganondorf he works alone. Lone Wolf that man. You look at him. You say that man there. He's a lone wolf. He commands an army, but he's got no one he trusts. 
I can respect that. Wario. He may have a brother, but he only brings him out to play tennis. Doesn't trust him to do the real villain's work. I can respect that. Bowser. Different Mario villain. Never once has he teamed up with Wario. His only subordinates that you can even, like, name are his children. I can respect that. Child labor laws, be damned. You're a, you're a villain. Who cares about those? If Wario were to start relying on Waluigi for anything besides casual fun, it would defeat the purpose of him being a Nintendo villain. I, I honestly do think Waluigi needs to be in the new Smash game, honestly. Yeah. And I know what I said about Rosalind, but it does upset me that she was in one game before she made it to Smash, and Waluigi has been in how many spinoffs? Jesus, and still so isn't many. worth. And he's still not worth a Smash. Didn't they put a stage op- obstacle as a playable character? I thought I heard something about that. Um, I have heard nothing about that. Yeah, I think it was... Oh, let me ask Alex. Alex! Alex! We need an expert opinion. We need an expert. Who was the stage optical that put it, got put into Smash as a playable character? Stage optical. Obstacle, yeah. Or a stage Yeah. Who was that? Are you serious? Who was it? I can't remember. <laughs> what? Who? Was it? <sighs> what, what are you asking for? Which stage obstacle got... Why are you asking? Because we're trying to we're trying to figure out why Waluigi isn't in Smash, but a stage optical is as a playable character. Because Waluigi's dumb and Ridley's cool. Waluigi isn't dumb. By the way, I'm still recording. I th- I'm pretty sure I got that. Uh, Joel saved that sound clip. I'm going to use it later. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> I will stand by that opinion. <laughs> I honestly, I honestly don't think I play Smash enough to have an opinion. As I was telling Joel, a lot of people have the the iconic duo in Smash. And Wario doesn't have his partner in crime. It makes me upset. And I told him that... Well, yeah, I know. But all, like, the, all the good Nintendo d- villains do their crimes alone. Yeah, that's what Joel was saying. He said all the good Nintendo villains do crime alone. Sonic. Oh yeah, that's right. Sonic's in this one. Snake doesn't have anyone. Well, I'm saying like they've got you. You know what I mean, though, right? Yeah. Mario, Peach, Daisy, Luigi. They got Zelda and Link. You know. I mean, I'm I'm, not, I'm just saying it makes sense to put them in, but I guess I can see why they didn't. And you're right. Ridley is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> That's who I thought it was, but I wasn't sure because a lot of people were like making jokes about other people. And I was like, it's like I don't know which one it is. <laughs> the directors. Oh. Oof. <laughs> All right, Joel, are we done recording this segment? <laughs> I guess so. Thank you for your expert opinion, Alex. Joel says thank you for your expert opinion. No, no problem. So since I went first, uh, my fallacy was proof by assertion. Repeat the same claim regardless of opposing viewpoints or evidence. Which I did because I said Wario needs his partner. The good boy, the bad boys. Alright, and I had fallacy fallacy. Declare your opponent's argument invalid because it contains a logical fallacy. I failed to use this, I think. You you sure did. I don't think you called out my fallacy. I don't think I did either. I think I failed to call out your use of any sort of 
fallacy at all. I don't think you did. Like, did I even call you out on anything? No, you just kept providing facts as to why Waluigi shouldn't be in Smash. But I never called you out on anything? I'm losing my touch. I know, you made this game, dude. Come on. <sighs> Apologies. Hey, can I get a topic? Uh, no, you. No, not that one. What? What, what do you mean, can you get a topic? I mean, can I get a topic? What are we debating? What, do, do you think no you is a legitimate comeback? Do I think no you is a legitimate yeah. comeback? I mean, not really. It's, it's going to have to come down to this, isn't it? I guess so. All right. This is the debate of all debates. And Joel and I are debating if no you is a legitimate comeback. I say yes. And Joel says no, but without the you. No you is the greatest comeback. It's it's amazing. And it, it is a legitimate comeback because a legitimate cu comeback used to be, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you, which is the long, complicated version of no, you. It's been around for a long time. Let me tell you what, kids, kids these days know what they're talking about. Well, I mean, we use so many words to just say what we could have said in two. No, you. Somebody calls my mom gay. No, you. There you go. Boom. Right back at him. Now my mom's not gay, but theirs is. And what are they going to do about it? That's right. They can't. Can't say anything like that. Because then it would just be an infinite loop. So I don't know what all this no you crap is you're talking about, but I know absolutely nothing about it. How do we know that it's legitimate if we can't even figure out who said it? Like, we can't attribute this quote to anyone. So we're all just going around quoting it. We don't know who said it. We don't know if they're trustworthy. We don't know if they know how to make a reliable comeback. They might be a good comeback artist. They might have just gotten lucky. I don't think that we should continue using it until we know which it is. Joel, we know it's a legitimate comeback. I mean, come on. People used to say the I'm rubber, you're glue statement all the time. You can't deny that you didn't, that you didn't hear that. Or you can't deny... You heard it, okay? That's that's the thing. Is like everybody heard it. And according to st my statistics that I have collected over the many years of joke research that I did when I wanted to be a stand-up comedian, that's a real fact, I found out that humans' sense of humor doesn't change. Which means their comebacks and their legitimate ones probably don't change either. And if... The I'm rubber, your glue statement was a legitimate comeback. That means that no you is a legitimate comeback. Also, Joel, to your entire statement, no you. You say that I've heard of this thing. Do you have any proof that I've heard of it? I'll bet you don't. I, I need 10 sources that prove that I have heard this quote before. Otherwise, you can't prove that I've heard it. 10 sources. Name them now. And no you is not one of your sources. It's funny that you asked that because I've meticulously planned and I have said the words know you at least 10 times during this argument. So to your entire point, know you. First off, I said know you cannot be one of your points. So the fact that you said it 10 times does not change that. Second, saying know you 10 times does not prove that I've heard the rubber and glue statement before. So, no you. You can't f just fucking do that. 
That's not that's not fair. I want, I want a rematch. <laughs> I hate this podcast. I quit. That's it. This is the end. You know what? This is the end. This is a final argument. Cut it. I'm done. I'm not listening to this. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? My fallacy was kettle logic. Use inconsistent or contradictory arguments to support a claim. So, you know. Yes. I mean, yeah. You did. I was pretty pretty dumb about the whole thing on purpose. I had the genetic fallacy. Accept or dismiss evidence based purely on its source. Well, fuck you, Joel. (laughs) And, And unless we know that no you was originated from someone who is a comeback artist, we we shouldn't be using it. Or, alternatively, does the fact they came up with it make them a comeback artist? See, that's the thing. Also, what the fuck is a comeback artist? It's someone who makes comebacks. Is that like a legitimate job title? They get paid that to make comebacks. The guy who made Know You must be swimming in gold right now. Someone writes the, the uh, zingers for the presidential debates. I guess. I don't know that that's the official job title of the guy who writes the president's zingers, but it should be. Imagine imagine this. Presidential zingers. Um, somebody, presidential debate, 20, yeah, 2020. Somebody gets up on stage. It's a, uh, let's just uh, go with, I don't know, some Democrat, whoever the representative is, gets up on stage. Is like, Donald Trump, you're you're a dummy, and you don't know how to operate the American economy, and you don't know how to operate America. And Donald Trump just leans in real close to the mic, gets his gets his lips really wet, and just says, "No, you." And that's how he wins the 2020 presidential election. Don't give him ideas. We don't need. Like, an easy win for Trump. And him saying no use to anything during a debate would just, like... You can't not vote for him, then. I mean, it's not even a matter of voting. That just ends the entire election right there. He wins. That would be, honestly, the end of America, actually. Uh, A president... Just any presidential candidate replying no you to somebody's argument... I, I... it's a dictatorship yeah, that's now. That's it. That's it. It's over. So, Austin, we've been doing this show together for 20 th- four, 24 episodes now, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we it hasn't been us on every single one of those episodes, but we've been, we've been doing this a long time. We've been friends for a while, right? Yeah. All right. So, I got to ask, what are we? I I think we're really good friends. God damn it, Austin. That was where you were supposed to say we're down to it. Oh, damn it. Ah, fuck. I fucked it up. Ah, no. Go back. We got, we got, I told you. I told you I wouldn't know what to say. God damn it. All right. We're down to it, Joel. This is it. This is the, the section before the last debate. I'm, I'm stupid. I'm done. <laughs> 24 episodes down the drain. (laughs) So, 
let's wrap things up with uh with this one here. Yeah, that one. Pull that one off the shelf. We'll uh, dust it off. Hold on. <sighs> Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that one's really dusty. <sighs> Hold on. This one must have been sitting on the shelf for, geez, since. Wow, that's been sitting on the shelf for a very long time. About about how long, Joel? Uh, ASDF came out August tenth. 2008 it it's been up there for almost 10 years joel geez so that this debate's been aging for a decade oh yes it's i say it's about time we crack it open yep just like the lost debate we're bringing back decade old memes and this time we have a very important debate about the asdf movie was yep was asdf movie the original vine compilation i think that yes it was and i'm begging tom not to add us for even considering this as a possibility no tomska you know what if you ever listen to this i want you to at me at austin Irwin right now and i want you to give me a good reason whether you believe that yes or no asdf movie or astif as you prefer is not the original vine compilation or is i i need this don't at Joel. He's a coward. No, I'm just on the. I'm just erring on the side of being right. All right, you know, we we, we just got to debate this. Fair enough. All right, I think I'm going first. Right. That's right. ASDF movie is the original Vine compilation because Vine compilations consist of seven second videos with quote snap humor. Snap humor are jokes told in a very quick fashion, and jokes are just things that happen out of the norm which is what comedy is based off of. ASDF movie is completely full of snap humor. Most of the clips are about three to five seconds. Sometimes they're a little bit longer than that, up to six. And I I, th- I think that it it's definitely something that could have inspired Vine compilations. People love snap humor. And with ASDF movie coming out in 2008 and then Vine coming out, and then once Vines shut down, people were like, you know, man, Vines are really good. Let's just put a bunch of them together. And Tomska had the same idea when he said, man, I have a lot of really good jokes, but they're all really short. I'm going to put them all together. I've got a couple of problems here with everything you said. Two problems with literally every word. But let's just take this slow. First off, Vine. You're saying Vine was popular If Vine was so popular, how come they couldn't keep the lights on? Surely someone would have paid them money for their service. What, no one did? Guess they weren't that popular then. Oops. You know who is popular? Who's always been popular? And she'll always be popular? That's right. My man, Thomas Ridgewell. He deserves his fame, unlike Vine, who stole theirs from Five Second Films. Tomska... He, he's got the good stuff. He always makes the good videos, and we should appreciate him. Not Vine. No. No, Vine Vine got what was coming to it. Joel, the reason they couldn't keep, keep the lights on is because there was no good way to advertise on the site. Sure, they could put blocks in there in between Vines and have them be sponsored like they are on Twitter, but 
They just couldn't get to that point without ruining some core functions of the app. You really need to check your facts before you try to come at me like this. Also, you didn't have Vine, which I think is absolutely stupid, okay? You're just totally dumb. And you're also dumb for saying, you're saying that Vine, I'm saying, you're saying that I'm saying Vine is better than what Tomska did. No, 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 no. I'm saying Tomska started the idea for Vine compilations, which is why it's so good. It was a great idea. And I'm saying that Astiff movie was the original Vine compilation. And if you haven't seen them, you need to. If they needed to rewrite their app to allow advertisers in, they should have rewritten their app to allow advertisers in. See, here's the thing. Barry Allen can keep the lights on at Star Labs and keep Cisco funded to keep making him new cool tech for all of his adventures as The Flash, even though they have not licensed any technology in the past... Gee, how long has Flash been running? Five years? So, five years, Star Labs has produced no public technology. They sold some gear to the police, but the police aren't going to keep that building up and running. And somehow he can keep that place going with no motivation. But Vine supposedly has all this motivation to stay alive, and they can't be bothered to rewrite their app for advertisers? That's on them. See... Here's the thing, though. Even if they did find a good way to advertise, if you ruin core functions of an app or, you know, a game or anything, a lot of people will leave. Like, if they were like, all right, after this Vine leap loops three times, we're going to throw in, a, like, a 10-second advertisement in there, and then the Vine will be allowed to loop. Or if they just blocked off sections where it's like, all right, they're going to see three vines and then they're going to see like two advertisements and they're going to see five more vines. Like it would ruin some parts of the app. And I mean, they they could like the people on Vine could monetize it by doing sponsored vines, which was good. But that's not the point. The point is. The Astiff movie was the original Vine compilation. It was the good idea for snap humor in a short amount of time, and people loved it, and people loved it in collections. There are Vine compilations that are up to an hour long. All right, you're missing my point. I'm saying you're wrong because Vine should never have existed because clearly no one actually liked it because if they actually liked it, then Vine would have had enough money to stay open. Whereas Tomska has been open since at least 2008, and he's still going pretty strong, doing his thing, making his short films, making his Astiff movies, which are very good, unlike Vine's. Still angry that you didn't even have Vine, you don't watch Vine compilations like a loser. The app died within months of me getting a smartphone. <laughs> oh, that sucks, actually. <laughs> that's all right that app was dead i think like a year after it came out so many people stopped using it because like once people got vine famous it was like all right people are so or people follow these people and that's it it's like it was really hard to gain traction on it anyways i went first so my fallacy was ad hominem attack your opponent's character or personal traits to try and undermine their argument which i was doing by saying 
you didn't have the app and you don't watch Vine compilations, so there's no way you should have an opinion on this. Because you're dumb. <laughs> and I had the bandwagon fallacy. Appeal to a topic's popularity or reference the number of people who support or agree with it as a form of validation. And I was saying that if Vine was such a worthwhile thing, then uh, people would have kept it alive. <laughs> what I said about the advertisements was true, though. They, uh, they said some... Yeah, I know. That's the real reason they died. Yeah, there was some stupid reason, too. Like, they could have easily put put some sponsored stuff in there but you know it's fine well this episode was fun i'm glad we got back around to doing this finally oh yeah absolutely i'm really glad i'm done with my class and honestly i'm not gonna lie this was something i was looking forward to doing like all day (laughs) same here you know honestly like i know we had a lot of help of memes that are popular or classic but i I don't want to cut any of these debates. I don't... Seriously. I don't think we should, and I think I think it's best that we give our listeners, you know, the, the content that they have been missing out on, because we've missed, like, what did you say it'll be? Four weeks? Since three we, weeks. Three weeks. So, this, this three episode... Three weeks since our last episode. This episode is dedicated to you, dear listeners... I know that's a thing podcasters say, isn't it? It is now. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, you're welcome. Here you go. If you wanna, if you wanna thank us, just add us on uh, Twitter. Maybe say something in the Facebook group. Uh, Joel, do you know what uh, those links are? Let's see. For this episode, if you want to find it by just like typing a thing in the search engine. This will be episode 24, so it'll be bit.ly slash ad hominem cast 24. And that will be where the polls are as well. So if you want to find the polls, at a bit.ly slash ad hominem cast 24. Nice. And the Facebook group is called the Group of Illogical Debate. Most of the news about this podcast that is published via Twitter comes through the account Incitement Games. Let's see, am I missing anything? Uh, are we... Uh, this is actually a question. Are we going to go back to doing this weekly until fall again? We're going to try. All right. And I'm going to try and book as many guests as we can during that time as well. Amazing. So if you're listening and you're free on a Monday evening, get at me. Heck yeah. I'm excited. I'm ready to continue doing this. Me too. Um... Let's see. Oh, yeah. Tomska, if you somehow find this, you can get at me. I know what I said earlier, but you can. It's okay. Yeah, just everybody, just uh, anybody who listens to this, if you have a Twitter, just just flood his inbox, you know? It's fine. We would really appreciate it. We would also really appreciate it if you would just talk about the show in general like, there's no other way people are going to find us at this point. We don't advertise, do we? No, we don't have any advertisements because all the money I would spend on advertising is going to hosting. That's true. If you want to talk about us, uh, use the hashtag ad hominem cast uh, on Twitter or simply tell your friends in real life. But what if you don't want to tell your friends? Is there anything you can do then to still talk about the show? You can use the hashtag ad hominem cast. 
Um, yeah, but that's telling your friends. I was talking about, like, if you wanted to say something nice, but you didn't want anyone to know you had said something nice. Or maybe you, you had a topic idea that you would be ashamed anyone knew you submitted. Oh, yeah. I think we have an email for that. And that is... Topics at IllogicalDebate.com We will look... Have we gotten any submissions through there yet, by the way? Uh, let me check real quick. Dang. Well... Oh, wait, wait. Oh. Uh, Microsoft Outlook test message. So if you want to be the first one to send in a debate, you can sure be the first one. And we'll... 99... 99.99% will probably do it. Oh, it's not even 99.99%. It's 100%. It'll be in the next episode. But Joel, what if it's... What if it's incisive? 99.99. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think are we are we done? I think this is it. I think yeah. This is a good episode. So, this was a good episode. Thank you all for bearing with us during our time of absence. And always remember, debates aren't about proving your point. They're about asserting dominance over your opponent.